The Boston Celtics get their 50th win of the season, which is very special. They did not want to celebrate it. I will. Plus, Jalen Brown has a new wrinkle to his offense, and I want Al Horford to have a birthday unlike any other. I'm going to explain that all right now on the Locked On Celtics podcast. Be ever ready. Recognize the city of champs. Boston, baby, we do what you can. Locked on number 18, Tatum and Brown, J team, step back. We gon' wet that and slay teams. Of course, the Celtics, who else could it be? Screaming like KG with the Larry OB. Corrales above average, assessing the team status. Best daily pod, no cap, salary matching. Clutch like Bird to DJ, keep John on replay. Primetime, dapping up the truth on the sideline. Raining Jays, how it started, raising banners, how we finished. Locked on Celtics, pod, home of the winners. B. Hey there, welcome back to the Lockdown Celtics podcast. Thank you for making the show part of your daily routine and your first listen every day. This show is free, available everywhere podcasts exist. It's a Monday through Friday show. Uh, download the show on your favorite podcasting app. Bring it in the car with you on your way to work. Or you can watch the show on YouTube. Watch the show at work on YouTube. Put it in a background tab. Pop your headphones in. No one will know that you're listening to a podcast. Uh, but whatever, however you want to listen to it, I just appreciate that you do. Uh, podcast on YouTube has now crossed 4,800 subscriptions, closing in on 4,900. That magic number 5,000 by the end of the season. I'm hoping to get that. So please subscribe there. Celtics are coming off a 117-94 win over the Chicago Bulls, a very easy blowout win over the Bulls that followed a very similar path that then the uh, that the the Washington Wizards game did. Big first quarter, kind of mess around in the second quarter, give up thirty points. Uh, third quarter, rip the limbs off your opponent. In the fourth quarter, is mostly garbage time. I'll talk about the game a little bit more in detail in the second segment. In the third segment, I'll get to the Al Horford stuff. Uh, when I talk about the game, I'll get to the Jalen Brown stuff that I was talking about. But first, I just want to get into the fact that this is a 50-win team. The Boston Celtics are a 50-win team. And I remember a few weeks ago on the podcast saying, hey, look, if certain things break right, the Celtics can get to 50 wins. And I remember when I first brought it up, I was like, I don't know if they will. I don't know if it's if if we should expect it, but it's possible. Damn it, they pulled it off, man. They they actually did it. They won 50 games, and there's still two games left to go in the season. So they can finish with 50, 51, 52. The fact that they are even here, the fact that they were a 500 team at one point, multiple points, that they were at one point three games below 500 in the calendar year 2022, and that they are now a 50 win team. It's special. It is something that we from on the outside can celebrate a little bit because it's something that deserves to be celebrated. It's something that we, we should look at and say, not only is it, uh, as Ime said, uh, quote, when you take it in the context of how poorly we started, uh, or the games we gave away early, it means something. Yes, it does mean something. And also it means that Imagine if you, if they had closed out some of those games, I mean, we're talking about at least four or five wins there that they could be a 55 win team. They could have been the number one seed, but 
that's neither here nor there, really. It's this isn't a time for going back and saying, oh, if this, if that. The fact is, they're a 50 win team. That's hard to do. Not many teams every year become 50 win teams. That's a magic number. If you're a 50 win team, you're just good. There's no qualifier. You are a good basketball team. There's no this, there's no if, there's no buts. There's just you are a 50 win team. Ime Odoka in his first year as a head coach, first year as a head coach, it's and it's always tough. 50 wins as a head coach. Now he's not celebrating it because they're still jockeying for playoff position and they they don't want 50 wins. They want 16 wins in the postseason. That's the magic number. That's the real magic number. Can you get 16 wins in the playoffs? If you can do that, now you've now you've really got a special team. You've got a champion. But the Celtics, as a 50-win team, I think for us on the outside, understanding that there's work to be done, understanding all of that, I think it's good to take a moment and say, wow, I can't believe that they figured this out to this level. So what does 50 wins mean at this point? Well, right now it means that at 50 and 30, they are a half game ahead of the Milwaukee Bucks and the Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, they are alone in second place. They're two games out of first. So technically speaking, there is still a chance that they could win two games. Miami could lose twice and they could get into first place. But let's just not even entertain that thought. The Celtics and the Milwaukee Bucks play on Thursday night. And really, getting up to that 50 wins means the math has now become simple. Beat Milwaukee, and the Celtics can finish no worse than third. Because the best that the Milwaukee Bucks could do is tie at that point. With two games left, if the Celtics beat Milwaukee, then the Celtics will go to 51-30, and and Milwaukee goes to 49 and 31. They'll be three games behind the Celtics. I'm sorry, two games behind the Celtics. With two games to play, that's, for them, that's just impossible for them. They, they would just get into a tie. Celtics would own the tiebreaker. And so even if the Philadelphia 76ers win out and they grab second, which is possible, the worst the Celtics can do is third place. So that makes the the game against Milwaukee very meaningful. Now, Al Horford is very clearly in need of a break, and I think he needs to rest. I don't think he should play in the back-to-back. The Celtics, can they they beat the Milwaukee Bucks in the back-to-back without Al Horford? I don't know if they can or not. This brings up another conversation to have, and maybe maybe it's it's okay to lose. Now they could still lose to the Bucks and get the tiebreaker if the Bucks lose another game. That's much more complicated. Just know that it's possible that the Celtics can lose to Milwaukee, beat Memphis, and there's a Milwaukee loss in there in one of their final two games that allows the Celtics, if they finish, if that's how it goes, to finish with the tiebreaker over the Bucks. So that could be just a way that the Celtics approach this. Um, sit Al Horford. Maybe you sit Jalen Brown. Maybe you maybe you sit Jason Tatum or one of those guys or all of those guys. I don't know what the Celtics do. The, the seating is still up in the air, and, and who, who you play is still a little bit 
in doubt. Now, the Chicago Bulls loss does make them much, much, much more likely to be the sixth seed. Um, I, I think there's just one more or two more games that the 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 Raptors need here to, to salt that away. They are a game and a half up on, on Chicago. Chicago doesn't look like they've got anything left. Toronto is surging. I'm going to just pencil in Toronto as the five, Chicago as the six. That means the third seed is exactly where the Celtics probably want to be if you want to face the Chicago Bulls, because as we saw in this game, very sweepable series. No Caruso, no Lonzo Ball. Look at that team out there. They cannot defend at all. And when the Celtics are, are going the way they were in the early parts of this game, that was a buzzsaw. That first quarter ball movement, oh my God, buzzsaw. So if the Celtics can end up matching up against the Chicago Bulls in the first round, sweep that series. Hopefully Milwaukee in the second, if they get second and they end up with Brooklyn, Maybe Brooklyn gives them a series. I think Milwaukee wins that series, but maybe Brooklyn takes that to six or seven. Anything that that extends somebody, some other team that your next opponent in the Celtics can get Al Horford more rest, get these guys more rest, that's probably the sweet spot. However, I will say, now the Brooklyn Nets came back from a 21-point deficit to beat the New York Knicks. Okay, so the Knicks blew the game and, and Brooklyn won. They were also down 21 to the New York Knicks. So which end of this is more meaningful when it comes to Brooklyn? The fact that the the Knicks once again collapsed or that you let yourself in a game that you, you want to win because it gives you potential home court in that first play-in game. The fact that you're down 21 to the Knicks, I think I still think that Brooklyn is a fine first round opponent, and I'm okay if the Celtics want to go in there and say, "Hey, look, we're going to just take care of business. We're going to win, and we're going to figure out the Memphis thing later. But we're going to win and try for that second seed and home court and all of that stuff." That's if that's the approach they take, that's fine. I look at the Brooklyn Nets and I say, I don't trust these guys. Again, I'll repeat myself once. This was a game that they should have won easily from the beginning. This was a game where the the Nets needed this to, to, to make sure they get home court. Now, they end up winning the game anyway. So Brooklyn is now a game behind Cleveland and they play the Cavaliers coming up. But you're down 21 to the Nets, I'm mean, to, to the Knicks in a game that you need. I don't, I think that's worse than the Knicks collapsing because the Knicks collapsing happens. That's what this season is. So those are the scenarios. The Celtics still could finish anywhere two through four. You don't want the four seed because that's Toronto. Um, Toronto is a very annoying opponent. And I don't even want to deal with this whole vaccination thing. I'd rather just have someone else deal with that right now. Um, I I don't know what the Celtics situation is. I, I don't want this to become a bigger story. Let the whole Matisse-Thibel thing be the story. Let the Sixers deal with that. 
Let that be where the, all the national attention goes to. I don't want that in Boston. It's just, it's just too, too much. I, I don't want to deal with that. So the easiest thing is to just beat Milwaukee. Just beat Milwaukee and finish no worse than third. Probably finish second. Deal with it. I'm fine. I'm fine with that. Everyone who's worried about that, calm down. It's okay. It's okay. Look at what this Celtics team is. This is a very good team. The Brooklyn Nets have Kevin Durant. Yeah, they also have Kyrie, who gets a little, eh, when the playoffs come around, thinks he's better than he is. And a bunch of holes defensively. I'm not that worried. I'm still not that worried. All right, coming up next, we'll we'll get into the game. Let's get into the Chicago game. I'm not really too... You know, whatever. We're going to spend one segment on Chicago because it was a blowout, a couple of nice things, but not much to talk about there. Uh, we'll do that after I talk about Bet Online, your number one source for all your betting needs, all your sports information. You missed the chance to uh, clean up a little bit because Kansas, I don't, they didn't cover against UNC. A lot of people won some money there against UNC. Uh, Head on over to Bet Online. Look, you got football coming up. You got baseball starting up soon. Uh, opening day was postponed for the Red Sox. Check them out, and, uh, and maybe you can lay some money down on that. But they also have uh, live betting. So the live betting stuff is is kind of cool. If you're interested in that kind of stuff, you know, first quarter comes in, and you, you know you can bet on you know Jalen Brown's first quarter. You can you can bet on Jalen Brown's third quarter. You can bet on certain things going on in during the game. Just to, you know, if you are interested in just kind of some of that ongoing, you can do that. It's, it's very, very interesting stuff. You can head on over to the website. You can use your mobile device. That's easy to do. Learn about all the trends and action. Bet online is where the game starts. Please gamble responsibly. Thanks for making Locked On Celtics your first listen every day. I just talked about the uh, opening day for the Red Sox. How about Locked On Red Sox? If you're a Boston sports fan, Locked On Red Sox. Or if you're a fan of another baseball team, there's a locked on for all of those teams. There's a locked on uh, Bruins. Bruins are are wrapping up their season as well. Are you a hockey fan? There's a locked on NHL, all that locked on Patriots, locked on NFL. Has your whole league covered? Whatever your favorite teams are, there is a locked on podcast for you. Find it wherever you found this podcast and check it out. It's worth checking out. Boston Celtics again. Beat the Chicago Bulls 117 to 94. Uh, a very easy win where they came out strong. The offense was just completely tearing them to shreds. They won the first quarter 32 to 19. They basically assisted on almost every basket in the first quarter. Second quarter, again, like the Wizards game, they won it 35 32, but they give up 30 points. There's always one 30 point quarter that they give up. Third quarter, 24 to 16 Celtics. So the, the defense. Beginning each half was just dominating, and then garbage time in the fourth quarter. Uh, the Celtics got a, a, a big game from Jalen Brown, who's on a heater. He is he finished with uh, what he finished with twenty five points on ten of seventeen shooting, and Jalen is uh, not only shooting well uh, and the only player in the game to score more than twenty points, seven rebounds, four assists, four assists, nice, four steals, one block. One turnover. Nice, nice game for Jalen Brown. And he's doing this new thing over the past few games where he's kind of like James Harden 
dribbling between his legs. He's got that little rhythmic tick-tock, 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 step-back three. And it's falling for him. It's an interesting kind of new thing that, that he's been working on. The between-the-leg dribble is something that he's kind of whipped out a little bit more uh, in, in the past few weeks. He's, he's on a heater. He's, he's playing well. He's shooting well. His offense has been great. Uh, I'm wondering what's next with that shot. Because now when guys start pulling out something new in the last couple of weeks uh, of the regular season heading into the playoffs, you know it's something that he's been tinkering, tinkering with all season long. There's something. And when a guy has a move, there's generally when you're as good as Jalen Brown, there's a counter. And I'm just kind of curious as to not only is he doing that little James Harden dribble, dribble, dribble between the legs, step back. What's that going to lead to next? And when is he going to unleash that? It's just something. Keep your eye on it. File it away. Maybe if there's a second round or a conference final series and he does something, oh, you'll hear me crow about it. If he just pulls that and then and then move, morphs it into another move, I will let you know because that's something that I'm watching for. Um, Jason Tatum also in this game was was great. Uh, Tatum in this game, although he didn't he didn't shoot well, but this is the type of game that he had because he's 22 points, 10 rebounds, eight assists, two assists away from a triple double, and he didn't play in the fourth quarter. Two steals, a block, only two turnovers, and he shot five of 18. Let me tell you something. I didn't even notice that he shot five of 18 because he was attacking. He was drawing double teams. He had one play where he drew the double team on the left block. Drew, just keep, keep on coming. He's doing a great job of like drawing it in, drawing it in, pick up the dribble. And he's so big and long that he can throw these passes now that he just goes right over the top of the double team. Top of the key to Derek White. One more swing over to Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown is one of the hottest shooters in the league right now. And by drawing a double team, Jason Tatum ends up getting Jalen Brown a wide, wide, wide open three-pointer. Like Jalen Brown is at this point the last guy in the league you want to let shoot a three-pointer because he's just blistering hot. And, And, okay, the Bulls' defense is terrible, but it just... Tatum just drew them all right in. And this is what the Celtics do. The Celtics do. Tom Westerholm made a a good point on Twitter. Like the Celtics just run these plays and they, they kill you with their passing and they'll just move it, move it, move it until something breaks. I've made this analogy before in a podcast a long time ago, but each pass you take a wire hanger and you just bend it and keep bending it back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Each pass a a team makes in an offensive set is just bending, is just bending that wire hanger. You do that enough, it's going to break, right? That's what the ball movement does. It just bends that defense over and over and over and over again. At some point it breaks. And that's what the Celtics are doing to teams. That what Jason Tatum did, drawing double teams and 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 working the ball around is is a big deal. And then his his drives earlier in the season, Jason Tatum on his drives 
would just kind of glide, almost glide by the basket and try to avoid contact and kind of like flip the ball in on his way past the basket. Now you see him, he doesn't do that anymore at all. Like almost never. He is going north-south, baby. He is attacking head-on. He is just trying to get through. He's playing through the defense. The attacking the basket and the double team working the ball around in the assists, He, like I said, he got eight of them. If you get a full season of that, Jason Tatum is an MVP frontrunner, a serious candidate. You'd have to have an incredible season to outdo Jason Tatum. I I remember coming into the season wondering you, if you remember, if you're a longtime listener, you say, uh, you remember, I said, um, this is a prove it season. This is a, this is an evaluation season. And it's kind of moved past that now, but one of the evaluations of Jason Tatum was can he become a first-team All-NBA guy? Can he become an MVP candidate? Because if he can, then you don't have to go shopping around for a third star. Now, if you can work something out for a third star that keeps most of your team intact and you don't blow up the chemistry, then yeah, that sounds great. But with an MVP candidate, the next supporting cast, especially when you got Jalen Brown, playing at a, a 1A level. I got somebody on Twitter asking me, can he sneak onto the third team All-NBA? No, I don't think he can because it's a little too little too late. But he's he's making his case for future All-NBA teams. You got a Tatum now that's an MVP candidate, which means first team All-NBA. And Jalen Brown, who's starting to sniff around the All-NBA discussion a little bit, at least if he can do this for a full season. Now your third, your third player doesn't have to be a, a Bradley Beal type. It doesn't have to be go shopping for Donovan Mitchell type. It could be somebody different. So this is a huge, huge development. We've moved past that level of the evaluation of the Celtics. We got there. That's it, been evaluated. Now, now we've almost fast forwarded to next season and like cut out a big chunk and the Celtics are now potential contenders. A couple of other guys that need to be mentioned. Daniel, Daniel Tice, 15 points, 50% shooting. Uh, Awesome moment where he hit a three pointer in front of the bulls bench and he turned around and pointed at somebody. Somebody must've said something there. Those are some of those guys are still former teammates of his. Uh, So I'm sure somebody was talking some smack and he shut them up there. That was fun. Daniel Tice revenge game, but Daniel Tice continues to be, a good spare tire in the in the Celtics offense, filling in nicely for Robert Williams, not doing everything that Robert Williams did, but does enough that you can get by on it. And for example, Jalen Brown in this game threw a perfect alley-oop to Robert Williams, except it was to Daniel Tice and it was just a little bit high and it ends up being a foul and he gets to the free throw line, which is fine, but that's a little bit of a difference. So but Tice has done a, a nice job, and it's it's become clear that starting Daniel Tice, which I said they should do, by the way, before they started Grant Williams, starting Daniel Tice just slides it right in. Now Grant comes in off the bench. The rest of the rotations just kind of work more naturally. I like it. He's doing a good job. Derek White also 50% shooting, three assists, 
just a nice game for him. Offensively, that's kind of all you need from him. So nice for him. And then Al Horford, perfect seven of seven from the field, three uh, three three-pointers included there, 10 rebounds, two assists, two steals. He does a little bit of everything. And I'm going to tell you how that could lead to a very unique, special, never-before-had birthday for him. I'm going to tell you about that next. Hey, thanks for making Locked On Celtics your first listen every day. Why not make Locked On NBA your second listen? Subscribe to the Locked On NBA podcast wherever you got the Locked On Celtics podcast. I host on Wednesdays with Jake Madison. So I uh, hope you enjoyed yesterday's show on Locked On NBA. If you haven't made it your second listen, if you haven't subscribed, do that. Follow the show on YouTube, just like you do with Locked On Celtics. Al Horford had a, a, a really, really great game. Uh, not only did he shoot perfect on his way to 17 points, 10 rebounds, two assists, two steals, a block, no turnovers, by the way. Um, he continues to grab and go with rebounds or loose balls. Pick it up. Oh, I've got a lane. Boom. Full speed, take the take it right down the middle, create something, put pressure on the other team, draw the other the other team's big man who might be back in waiting for you or whoever is in the middle because the ball is coming straight down the middle. Al Horford is bringing the ball right down the middle. You got to stop the ball because if you don't, he's going right down to he's just going to dunk it. So somebody's got to step up and slow him down, and then the other guys either flare out to the corners, depending on how the defense is, or cut to the basket. Uh, uh, Horford found Jalen Brown with an awesome pass against Washington. Just threads the needle perfectly. He's so damn good at that. It's so amazing. And he's 35 years old doing it. Now, after the game, he was asked, how are you feeling? And look, it was kind of, I'm laughing because it's funny, but it's not funny necessarily. He's not, he's not doing great. He's probably a little banged up, but he couldn't even play poker face when he was asking. He just kind of, when he was asked, how are you doing? He's like, "Mm, uh, I'm doing okay. (laughs) In a way that very obviously states, I am not doing okay. When you tell somebody, when you ask somebody just a polite, Hey, how you doing? And somebody goes, yeah, I'm okay. You're you're probably going to be like, um, no, no, you're not. And let's sit down for coffee and explain all of the things that are going wrong because that face and the expression and the pause tells me you've probably got 10 things going on and you need somebody to talk to. That's how Al Horford sounded. So step one, I, I like, I will reiterate Al Horford needs a day off or two and the Celtics get a couple of days. They play they play the Milwaukee Bucks Thursday. They got Friday, Saturday off, and then they play the Memphis Grizzlies to end the, the regular season. So a couple of days off for Al Horford probably really do him good. But in the meantime, him getting the ball and grabbing and going and him switching and him doing all this stuff. I asked that Marcus Smart after the game about that, and Smart's like, yeah, that's inspirational, man. That's inspirational. Like, uh, Horford's been playing basketball in the NBA twice as long as anybody, twice as long as Smart. You know, Smart's in his his eighth year now, and and Horford is in his fifteenth year. 
the, he's been doing it like basically twice as long as Marcus Smart, which is kind of wild. And he's still out there as a starter playing 30 minutes a game and being super, super effective. Again, switching, he switches onto guards. He does a good job. He gets the biggest guy on the floor and muscles him, still does a good job. Can still guard Joel Embiid to some degree, as much as anybody can, can guard Joel Embiid. He is obviously one of the best defensive players on the team. Can You can make a case for him to be on the all-defense team uh, still, and, and he's 35 years old. Here's the one thing about Al Horford. He's 35. His birthday is June 3rd. He has never been on a team that has made it past the end of May. He's never made it to the NBA Finals. His closest was in 2018 when the Celtics got to Game 7 of the Conference Finals. You remember that was the uh, the Gordon Hayward injury, the Kyrie Irving injury, the year before everything fell apart. That team made it to the conference finals, made it to a game seven. They played right till the end of May. So he's always celebrated his birthday at the end of a season after a season is over, sometimes within days of the season being over. So I'm sure that wasn't the happiest of birthdays. What I want for Al Horford is to have a piece of birthday cake in the locker room while the team is still in season. That's the, that's the thing. That's the goal. If you want to put some kind of weird, goofy kind of goal on this, it's do it for Al Horford so we can smash birthday cake over his head at his locker on June 3rd with the Celtics preparing for the NBA Finals. Because that would be the absolute best birthday. Well, I, I shouldn't say the absolute best birthday. I've never been to any of Al Horford's birthdays. He's probably had some very special ones in the past, but man, I bet you that would be up there. He's never been able to celebrate a birthday with his teammates in a locker room while still playing. Why not have this be the year? Why not have this be the one time at the very least one time that he can do that? June 3rd, he turns 36, and he's still doing all of this stuff. He's still pushing on the break and putting pressure on opposing defenses. He's still doing all of this amazing stuff that the Celtics honestly can't duplicate. He is critically important to this Boston Celtics team's success. If there's anybody, and now obviously there's Tatum, who's an MVP candidate, and there are other guys who are all also very important. You need Robert Williams back to make this happen, but you also need Al Horford to be healthy to make this happen. Al Horford could actually give himself his own birthday party if he continues to play like this. This own, my own, His own locker room birthday party. How fun would that be? How fun would it be to finally have that? The Celtics actually have this opportunity. 50-win team fighting for the second seed in the East after all they've been through. I just, it's just impossible to talk about this team without saying after all they've been through because they've just been through so much. Celtics Bucks on Thursday night. I will be back. I will be back hopefully having relearned how to speak 
after that game as well for a post-game podcast there. That will be the Friday podcast, and hopefully we go into the weekend on a high note, and then we'll talk about Celtics-Grizzlies. I'll do a podcast after that game. And here's the new thing moving forward. Basically, from now on, post-game podcast no matter when. Normally, it's a Monday through Friday podcast, but playoffs, anytime there's a playoff game, I'm podcasting. If it's on a Saturday, I'll put podcast on a Saturday. I'll give you bonus episodes. We're going to step it up for the playoffs. The Celtics are stepping it up. I will step it up too. So you will not be without post-game podcasts come playoff time. Every day, Monday through Friday, and if they play in the weekends, you get bonus post-game podcasts as well. That's my promise to you for the duration of the playoffs. And hopefully, hopefully we're celebrating 16 wins. I want to do a post-championship podcast. That would be amazing. But I will do a podcast after every single game in the playoffs so you're not missing out. You're not waiting. So make sure you're subscribed. If you're new, if you're just checking the show out, make sure you're subscribed. And uh, you can get this show directly to your device. Again, download it before you head out to work. Connect your phone to your car. Boom. Now you've got entertainment. You don't have to listen to all the sports talk radio and hope maybe they get to the Celtics and then hope when they do get to the Celtics that they know what the hell they're talking about because there's a good chance they won't. Now, just download the podcast. Pop it in your car for the ride. You'll be fine. Or if you want to watch the show on YouTube, Again, would love to get you watching the show on YouTube. Uh, That's a huge part of what we're doing. That's why I've got the camera here. So uh, you can subscribe there as well if you prefer that. A lot of people really prefer to watch their podcasts or at least listen to the podcast through YouTube, Uh, especially younger people. they, They just go through YouTube. That's what they do. I, as an old person, I'm like, all right, if I'm listening, I'm listening. But whatever. You want to watch the show on YouTube? I'd love you to do it. So subscribe wherever you do. If you do subscribe on YouTube or wherever, I would just love for you to share the podcast. Tell your friends, tell everybody they should be listening to and watching the Lockdown Celtics podcast. It's right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network.